in. Hello, Bronny is my name. Not hello, Bronny, just Bronny. Just the last, the second bit of that. Hello was uh, me saying that to you. Um, it's not like, hey, I'm Amy. What's your name? Hello, Bronny. <laughs> uh, that doesn't work. Uh, this is Bronny Bothers, which you know, but every episode is someone's first episode, so I've been told. Um, today's guest is Rajan Dani. He's a comedian from California. USA, and um, I wanted a comedian because I think there's some similar things. There's obviously a lot of different things in the lifestyle of a comedian compared to a, a musician, but obviously there's some common ground because him and I are great friends and we've bonded a lot on the uh, on the uh, trials and tribulations of, you know, living life of as, as a persistent creative person. Um, so there, there's that. That's coming up in a second. Um, this week, because he's not a musician, I've got music from my friend Kelsey Ray Little because she's blowing my mind. I think it's actually just Kelsey Little on iTunes. If you go to Kelsey Little on iTunes and get her new album, Personal Myth, it is literally blowing me away this week. Um, so I'm going to chuck a little snippet of that up. And she's a friend of Rajan's as well, so I thought that might be quite fitting since he hasn't got any music for me to play. I came seventh in the Song of the Year folk category. I told you I'd keep you in the loop. Look, I didn't win, but that's a win for me. I'm pretty stoked. The seventh best folk song in the country, um, you know, by a matter of industry opinion, I think that's pretty amazing. I'm pretty happy with that. Another thing is uh, my brand new film clip. You Are My Friend is the next single off to get her together. And uh, I wanted a simple, charming and cute film clip. And uh, my friend Justin Stevens animated that for me. So go check that out at www.youtube.com slash Bronny Bronny Music. Let me know what you think. Please tell your friends about it, share it, embed it, all that stuff. Because I'd love to spread the word and make that a hit. But for now, sit back, relax. Let me bother Rajan. Die. I guess I'm number one. I guess that's sad, man. I'm a guest. I should be number one. That's how I consider myself. I don't know about you, but when a guest comes to my house, they're number one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I and mean, I have podcast-wise, but I mean, just in general, they're number one, you know? Um. Well, actually, Whatever they want. They technically, can. the reason why you are is because that's, that one isn't my microphone, but they look identical to each other. So this is my way of differentiating which one's mine. I but always put mine in number one. And I always store it. If they look identical, then how do you bag. know? Oh, okay. You store in different bags. I see. Yeah. Ah. It's the only way I... Wait, why do you have to use only that microphone? I just don't want to forget that this one is my one. Okay. Do you know what I mean? No, but fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I don't see why you have to use the same microphone every time. But all right, no, I mean when I get home and give that one back. Oh, I you're make sure I, Oh, I yeah, thought yeah, these yeah. were both yours. Okay. I, no, get, yeah. I get it now. No, yeah, I meant this one's mine as in this. I own this one. Oh, I thought you meant that's just the one that you use for yeah, the no, podcast. the one you're using doesn't okay. belong to me. Wow. Yeah. yeah they are so, identical. That, that's, so that's gotcha. my convoluted. No one's ever worried about being number two. I think that's an insecurity. Well, yours. that's why I'm going to make it, Brownie. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime there's any number system, I'm always, st- I'm always striving for number one. I'm always <laughs> shooting for it. You know? Yeah. See, you know, someone out there is going to listen to this and be like, holy shit, that guy is really driven <laughs> and he really fucking wants Which to make it. Which may be the name of your new podcast. Yes, I might start a new podcast called Driven. And uh, because we almost did this in your car. Yeah, we almost did do it in my car. Because we're both homeless currently. We are homeless. I'm homeless by choice well yeah i think well i mean i me too i guess i moved yeah uh, i guess that's true yeah yeah, yeah. yeah um what i find ironic though are you building a house have you been <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious i yeah. didn't think about that yeah you've been building a house i've been for building like a house for the months. past like yeah and i'm homeless for someone else <laughs> yeah <laughs> for my parents actually you're like yeah i'll come help you build a house can Holy you guys shit. <laughs> i've been working on a house for free for my parents and i'm homeless yeah <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> That is awesome. Um, so I'm, I'm in uh, a, a land room of sorts with Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Sorry. a what room? What it's Kenny Eng's land room. Land room? I never heard that. That's, oh, like, that's an Australian room? thing. Huh? Oh, right, is cool. it? Uh, so. With Raj and Dani. He's a comedian. Yes, I am. Say hello. Hey, how you doing? Uh, he's the first comedian I've had on the, <laughs> on the show. Um, because, you know, it's, it's a show about entertainment, not about um, just musicians. Musicians are just easy to access for me. Um, so, have you always wanted to be a comedian, man? I guess so. You know, it, honestly, and it sounds so cliche, but ever since I was a little kid, I remember being like six, being the comic relief for my family, dressing up, being stupid. Comic relief at like yeah, sad functions, like funerals. Yeah, like you know, artists <laughs> in general. Well, my family was a sad function, so <laughs> that was kind of the. It was a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, so I was the kind of, I, I remember I would stuff my face, my cheeks with a, we had this one family relative, not even a family, just kind of like this guy in the community. And he had these huge buck teeth mm. and we, every weekend we would all get together and stuff. And then that it was Sunday night. And then I, we, when we would get home, like around 9 PM, I would like get these tissue papers and put, tuck them under my front lip Yeah. and, uh, and pretend they're buck teeth. And I just walk around and do impressions of him. <laughs> <laughs> and the family would like just roll laughing for like half an hour. Were you an only child? No, no, no. I was the youngest. Of how many? Uh, two. Older sister, four years older. Wow. Lives in New York. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. And uh, where was where did you grow up? I grew up, uh, I guess, all over Southern California. I grew up in L.A. for the most part. Yeah. Born there, grew up till fourteen, and then in fourteen I moved to a really shitty town in the desert called El Centro. CNN actually has a whole article on about how it's the worst city in the United States. Really? Yes. It's really sad. Sorry, what state is that in? It's in California. It's two hours east of oh. here. No. Oh, east of here. Yeah, it's two hours okay. east of San Diego. So then I went to high school there. Then I went back to LA for college and then moved to San Diego for a little bit. And I just recently moved back to LA. So just all over Southern California. So how long were you in San Diego? How Three, long have you been like four years, I think. chasing com- comedy? Like seriously, chasing comedy, like yeah. three and a half, three, three and a half. Yeah. yeah. What did you study? Uh, psychology. You said that already, didn't you? I no, I didn't. No, oh, I thought no, I, was I didn't. I went to college in LA. Yeah. I went to, I went to UCLA and I started psych there. So, 
So, like, you leave high school and you go to college because you're just supposed to? Yeah, no, that's exactly... Dude, I only... I never really cared about school till I moved to that shit town in the desert. And I realized the only way I was going to get out of that shit town was if I did really well in high school. And mm-hmm. I, like, bust them. I did really well. I had, like, a 4.2 GPA and, like, I fucking... I did really well, and then I got to UCLA. But once I got to UCLA, I didn't go to UCLA to do anything. I just went to UCLA to get the fuck away from something. So once yeah. I got there, I was like, oh, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I was just like, I was totally lost. I had no idea what I wanted to do in college. I was just there because I was like, that's a good school. That's what you do. Yeah. And I graduated. I was like, now what? <laughs> oh, I guess I should have done what I wanted to do all along. <laughs> I should have <laughs> just done comedy. Well, yeah. At least you've got a good, a good fucking thing to fall back on. Not really. I mean, really in this economy, uh, okay. a well, psych degree. Isn't that in this economy? No. Oh, no, oh no. in this economy, especially economy, in this economy. Yeah, yeah. Well, but no, that's cool. It's all good. Because I, because you, you, you baffle me a little bit. Because you're like self-employed as a comedian. You're living off it, right? Technically. Well, I mean, barely living. Yeah, I, I don't f- pay all my bills from it, but I'm able to pay a little. So yeah. Do you get help from your parents? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And I have some money saved up too. I'm actually looking for a job up in LA right now too. So. Oh, you're gonna work. Yeah, yeah. At least part time, I think. Yeah. 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 Because I always wondered about you, like, you like last year you were driving me around and stuff, and yeah. you never went to work. You just I was on unemployment at that time. It's awesome. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> You're not on that anymore. No, no, I ran out. Oh, yeah. Does it only last for a certain amount of time? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it has been a long time. So I was on it for like maybe a year and a half. Damn, yeah. That sucks. Ah, well, hey, you know what? I can't complain. So. Yeah. It's good. It's fine. And have you moved up to LA because your name is rising? Or because you want it to rise? I guess it's all... I mean, you know, I, I think it's more that I want it to rise, whether it's rising or not. I, I don't... You know, even if it is rising, it's like, whose name isn't really? Like, a lot of people's names is rising. And, like, what does that really mean in today's day and age? Like, yeah, you know, oh, I went here and someone recognized me from a comedy show. Yeah, big, yeah, yeah. big shit. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so it's like... It's kind of like I'm moving to LA because I really love stand-up and that's what I really want to do. But... And I, I love improv too. And LA has an improv scene and San Diego doesn't. So that's one reason. But I'd also like to give acting a try and get into the acting world because it, it does pay, you know? Yeah. And if that could pay some of my bills and further my stand-up ambition, then then that's what I'd want to do. So, mm. And, I you know, I've been up there for like maybe two weeks now just crashing with some friends and couch surfing and stuff. And, and I'm starting to now really... I've always gone up there every now and then for a show, but now I'm starting to really get into the scene and like hang out yep. with the local comedy. And when you tell them you're, you've moved there, they kind of look at you a bit differently. I realize, like, cause they, even yeah. though I've known them for the past two years, I'm like, Oh, I made the move. And they're like, Oh good. You know? Yeah. And it's wow. kind of, it's kind of cool. Like I didn't think that would happen, but it is. And, uh, but it does. And so it's like, I'm starting to get a better feel for the LA comedy scene now. So it's, it's really cool. Actually. It's very mm. extensive. It's much larger than San Diego. So, and you like, you tell like stories, stories type jokes. Yeah, I've become like more and more narrative, which I like. I'm starting to go down that path. And the comic that I really like right now, I always go through phases, but the guy I really like right now, his name is Kyle Kinane. Mm. And while he's not a household name, I mean, amongst comics, he's very well known and he's fucking phenomenal. And a lot of his stuff is narrative. And it's just the stories he tells in such detail and the very odd perspective he'll have on his story. It's just hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I hate like... um my least favorite form of comedy to the point where I can't stand it is yeah. like all that sex comedy. <laughs> all that sex comedy? Yeah, 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 yeah. like... Just like dick jokes and like... Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. like I'm going to do her jokes and... Yeah. And um, like I saw one like a week and a half ago of a guy just like pointing out girls in the crowd and saying, oh, I'd fuck her. Where, uh, and, in San Diego? Yeah, at the where, stats. 
At Lestat's. Oh, yeah. oh, was that? Oh, at the Lestat show. Yeah, one of your shows. Who was it? Okay. Oh, anyways, um, we can talk about that later. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just like I'm just like oh, that's enough, man. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't find it funny at all. Like, it's not creative. It's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm saying something extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. it's like how Family Guy got like really. Yeah. It was kind of clever to start off with, and then they just went, "Wait a second, we can say whatever the fuck we want." And then they started just saying wrong shit, and it wasn't funny anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can see that. I just like, yeah, it just doesn't seem clever to me. Whereas you're telling stories, and it's not even really like. I mean, the last time I saw you, you just told one story, and then you got off stage, and I was like, "That was one of the best times I've ever seen him." Oh, awesome, man! Thanks, dude. Because like, it, you know, it wasn't the way you told it like there was obviously beats in it where you were just like yeah that's that moment's kind of funny so i'll land that line and then yeah there was no joke yeah i know what you mean yeah and that's what i like it's like you can't really say where the joke started and where it ended it's just a story but within it it definitely there are jokes and there's act outs and there's timing and pauses and beats and yeah and you're kind of incorporating it all but i like it when i just go up there and tell a story it's weird like when i tell stories off stage that I've been telling for a while and then I'll try it on stage for the first time. It's totally different. I just tell it differently Yeah. because it's on stage. It's just different. I don't know how it's different, but it is versus like one-on-one versus a crowd. And now you have to be maybe more animated or you, I don't know. You do, I just, I just discover more things about this story. If I take it on stage, even though I've been telling it for so long, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's weird. Yeah. But and I like that too. Yeah. I really like it. Does that. the crowd have a lot to do with your performance? Whether, um, or, not, whether or not you'll be good or. Oh, yeah. I think like every comic, right? I mean, like the comic, I think a lot of people are like, well, no audience is a bad audience. That's not true. There are fucking bad audiences, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And, um, but, you know, obviously a lot of it, if you can make it, ha- if you can turn a bad audience and that's awesome, yeah. you know, yeah. but, but it's definitely a challenge and, and yeah, so audience plays a big part of it, but I think I'm okay. I think I can go out and like, I think I'm decent, you know? Yeah. Like, I think I can, I'm, I think I'm effective. I'm not like, I don't, I don't think I'm the best, but mm-hmm. I think I'm like I'm confident in me myself as a comedian. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have like an end point? Like, are you, do you do it because like you just have to do it for your soul to be yeah complete? You're just gonna be doing it for as long as you possibly can. I'm an artist, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm trying. I'm just kidding. No, no, all that. I was gonna accept that and respect yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a yeah, man. So I'm an artist, dude. That's what I gotta do. Um, yeah. No, man. I do it. Dude, honestly, it's the only thing that I enjoy doing. <laughs> yeah, there's other things that are okay doing, and I could probably, I could probably go into some career and make it happen. You know what I mean? But like, mm. you know, I'm still young. I'm still single. I have no other responsibilities, and I'm decent at stand up. Yeah, and I've made some good connections, and I live pretty close to LA, so I'm gonna move to LA. So why not? Yeah, this, you know, yeah. I don't want to be 35 and be like, fuck, I should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, now what? You know, now I'm gonna hate my life. You know. Yeah. So. So there's no like end point in sight. Like there's no benchmark date where you'll be like, uh, this is it. Oh yeah. It's, you know what? I know people who do that and I kind of do that to an extent. I, I tell myself, okay, I do have dates where I'm like, okay, when I hit that point, I'm going to look back at what I've done. Yep. And, and until then I won't think about it too much. And I try mm. not to, of course I do sometimes, but like, so like now I'm moving to LA. So six months from now, you know, um, in March, I'm going, that's my month where I'm going to look back and see how have I done the past six months in LA. Yeah. And if I feel like I've done well and I've kind of overcame a lot of obstacles and I'm, there's hope then promise I'm going to keep going. But if I feel like I was stagnant flatlining, then I might, you know, start exploring other stuff. I don't know, but yeah. I don't know. Or maybe I'll, I'll still keep struggling and staying in there. I don't know. So, um, yeah. I know it's like massive in New York. Is that like a, a place that you'd want to try oh yeah man I, you, to be honest with you if i could like start all over again 
um i guess you could ask any like artist or comedian musician like you know everyone right everyone looks back like oh i wish i started younger or i should you know what i mean so yeah that's one thing i wish i'm 28 now i wish i really started when i was like you know 2021 or even younger but i would and i would have been if i could do it all over again basically younger and then new york city definitely yeah i fucking love new york city man yeah you've been right no oh my god dude new york's the shit dude it's like another planet dude it's it's fucking amazing yeah i'm telling you it's amazing yeah i'm going to vegas for the first time in a couple of days nice you're going to vegas in a couple of days awesome that's good yeah apparently i'm gonna just like lose my sense of everything for 24 hours are you going with rob d's (laughs) yeah and john uh no kenny oh rob d's kenny okay sweet cool man that's awesome it's gonna be weird yeah vegas is a it's like a sugar high so you gotta go and just go all out and within like 48 hours i guarantee a 36 hour mark you'll be like i'm done <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, it, but you know fucking live it up though it's yeah. not a place to it's not a slow burn place it's not like a hey let's hang out and get to know the locals no it's not <laughs> that. It's none of that the locals are strippers and like card table dealers and, yeah you know, have you ever done a show there i have yeah at this little vintage antique shop called the attic mm. and this comic greg santos he's up in la i've been actually crashing with him up there uh he used to run it out there i don't think he does it anymore but um yeah, it was this little an- this antique shop in the back. There was a stage. It was really cool. Yeah. It was really funky and cool, yeah. I'm interested to see, like, because all I've ever seen is, like, from TV, I guess, from, like, the strip and all the casinos, and I don't even consider there to be little places like that where you can... I know, right? I was, I think that was... It's weird because there's a strip, and then right beyond it... And I'm, Ve- uh, I'm not that familiar with Vegas, so... I know there's a whole suburb and a middle class, but okay. from the strip, like you just go there, there's a strip and gaudy strip tourism. And then literally a block off of that, it was like the hood. It felt like, to, at least yeah. or it looked like to me, you know? Yeah. And that's where the attic was. And that's where I performed. But Greg, I mentioned he runs that show. He's from there. So he grew yep. up there. So he definitely knows. There's definitely any of the stories he tells me. There's definitely a middle class and schools, of course. There's high schools and shit mm. like that. It's just yeah. weird growing up there. I can't imagine growing yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I guess the, the the main similarity between musicians and comedians is the fact that you have to do everything yourself. Yeah. There's no one to do any any aspect of anything for you. Like if you're a comedian in your position, you're like you're doing your own marketing and your yeah. own. You're your own business person. Yeah. And your own does that, agent. Does yeah. that piss you off that you can't just focus on writing cool jokes? Oh, yeah, dude. I would love to. Yeah. I mean. I produce a couple of shows, co-produce a couple of shows too. And that takes, a, and that fucks with your mindset too, because you're being creative and now you have to think about numbers. And, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and just, it just messes with you. So I wish I could just spend more time on being creative. And lately I've been thinking like, maybe I should just drop some of that mm. and just focus on being creative, you know? Well, and how does it work with the pro- t- uh, producing shows? Like, does that mean the onus is on you to... F- to make sure the room's full yeah that's kind of the main thing so like make sure that room is full you yeah. know for, and the, that's all the venue cares about so say you go and do someone else's show hmm. it, it doesn't matter that you don't that you haven't brought anyone like you don't have to worry necessarily about promoting the show I don't, as well, much as they do right correct and that's how it should be but then again there are people who produce shows who distribute their their bringing responsibilities to the people that put on the show so yeah so and that makes yeah i get that but then it's like the quality goes down yep. because it's it's a weird thing but it's true but in comedy like they, we call them bringers comics who can bring a shit ton of people mm-hmm. those people usually aren't the funniest and the people who don't aren't good at promoting 
are usually funnier. It's weird, but it's just yeah. it's true how that works. And eventually, those funny people rise to the point where they they have credits, and then they're bringing because of their accomplishments in comedy. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you're just a bringer who just knows a bunch of people at work and stuff, those people usually aren't like yeah the funniest guys. But but if you're producing a show and you want to fill those seats, then yeah, you kind of book those guys on. And uh, Christian Spicer, another comic, and I have been producing for a while. When we first started, yeah, we we always made sure the bringers were funny, though. You know, yeah, okay. it, it was never like a shitty bringer. And now I think we've gotten to a point where we can we can carry that responsibility of filling seats. So now we don't yeah. we don't book bringers. We just book purely based on talent. You know, what do you what do you get out of being doing the producing? You get, I mean, you get stage time. That's for sure. You get guaranteed yeah. stage time. It's your own show. <clears throat> and it's stage time that you can control the quality of you know it's going to be good or it might be shitty it's up on it's up to you you know yeah so it's kind of good because you can guarantee a good make sure it's a good show so now you have good stage time you and know you can, so you can try new jokes between our right acts and stuff absolutely if you're hosting then you could try new jokes and if it's a weekly or regular and you have a regular audience it forces you to write new material every week because they see you every week yeah, yeah so yeah. forces you to grow and that's how i kind of grew more into that narrative style because i'd have to just go up and be like what did i do this week and just, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. you just fucking have, it forces you to do that rather than stick to jokes and yeah and so that's kind of cool it makes makes you grow and then other things are cool like i mean if you if you book a comic and who also runs a show and you're hoping that down the line he'll return the favor yeah and it's not i've never like i've not honestly have never been like hey you do my show and i'll do your show let's shake hands you know <laughs> I, you know <laughs> let's shake hands and light cigars <laughs> and then we kick our seats up and we rotate in leather chairs you know and then we look out our office window onto like a sky like nightline <laughs> And <laughs> stroke your skinless cat. Yeah, we yeah stroke our skinless cat and just like ha ha ha. You know, <laughs> we both said skinless. We, I think we meant hairless. I mean, oh shit, we did say skinless. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I was thinking skinless. Really? Yeah, just, with just the fur muscles. though, just bloody fur. <laughs> <laughs> and the cat's still alive though, barely. <laughs> <laughs> barely. <laughs> barely. It's barely. <laughs> Dude, not, nothing says power like a barely alive bloody kitten in your lap and you're stroking it you're not even freaking out that's fucking power that's fucking power so you power. wanna play my comedy show do you <laughs> yeah I, I know <laughs> the cat's just twitching and just like <laughs> uh, uh, that brings <laughs> it's funny that you and I have just <laughs> done a role play about a dying cat because we both hate cats oh god we fucking bought it <laughs> yeah so Brony and I are totally we're totally homeless right now and like whenever <laughs> we meet up we, it's amazing like we sh when you share that in common it's like the other day i met up with you and you're like oh, i'm staying at kenny's i was like oh that's cool and i'm like so does he have a cat and he's like no and i'm like oh sweet <laughs> yeah good for you man because he's allergic to cats and so am i so it's like oh that's awesome that's like like people our age normally would be like hey man i just like moved in with my girlfriend oh great good for you yeah. or like yeah. you know i just got a card sweet but we're like no cats that's fucking great you can breathe comfortably while you sleep on a couch that's fucking amazing like you know and then the other day you picked me up and i got in your car which is full of your like your house my shit, it's I, your house it's my house right now yeah um and you said Dude, I slept in a bed last night. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm like, me too, man. And we and we high five. Yeah, it was like it's the small things in life. And then we homeless. pet our bloody cat. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah no it's really amazing the small things you know like like my my the guy i was staying with he wasn't in town so i i slept on his bed and i and i slept in i was supposed to wake up to at eight i woke up at noon yeah yeah and i was like oh man i, I was late for some stuff but i was like fuck this is awesome yeah <laughs> like, that's I, awesome yeah. i love the i kind of like the uh the freedom it gives you to like people if people are doing something and it's like 12 o'clock at night yeah i'm happy to just do it because like bed's not that exciting <laughs> like yeah yeah, yeah all yeah. i've got to come back to is a couch yeah. with a blanket on it like yeah i may as well stay up i slept on floor i mean last night i uh yeah. i had a place lined up i was hanging out here with brony at kenny's and then i had a place lined up not too far away. i go there but the door's locked and it's midnight and so the guy's probably asleep and you know when you're you know like you can relate to this others probably can too if you're in our situation like you don't want to be pushy exactly you yeah. know you want to be as accommodating as possible yeah so he's like yeah i'll leave the door open i shoved in the door it was locked and i found out later that his roommate came home and he didn't know that i was coming so he locked it mm. but i'm not gonna text him and yeah. be like hey i'm outside can you unlock the door you know what i mean yeah, like i was yeah. like fuck that so yeah so i texted you and i was like hey my my place fell through can i and i think i worded it my words were hey my place fell through tonight can i come over and bone your face <laughs> <laughs> yeah you did say that yeah and then you're like sure go on over and then i came and but like there's no couch here so i just slept on the floor and but you know what i woke up really refreshed really this is like, yeah i think you it's good for your lot. back you snored a lot did i really snore yeah did i really yeah wow was it loud yep was it really did yeah, it wake could, you up i was watching roseanne with my earplugs in <laughs> and i could i could i could hear you over that pretty clearly Wow, fact, I snored in, so loud you heard me over Roseanne. Yep. That's and Roseanne was directly in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> you heard me and over Roseanne always, and John and you, Goodman. You heard and, me over two huge yeah. fat people, middle class fat white people fighting. And you it's heard me It's almost like I could picture your little head inside in between my eardrum and the speaker. Your earplug, yeah. yeah. And you're just going... <laughs> and I could picture your cute little face just in there. Just snoring between, it was really quite distracting. <laughs> That's hilarious. Just snoring and 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 like Roseanne's like head comes at, me, but I headbutt her away. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly yeah. like that. That's exactly um, what happened. I was gonna say something before before you brought all that stuff up about the homes. Yeah. Um. Oh, like, I think it's like. It's funny because you and I are really good friends, but we haven't seen each other this time. I know. And um, this time around, because you're living in LA, obviously. We you're haven't doing hung out thing. much. Well, we hung out a little bit, but not much. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. But it's kind of cool that like I have even more in common with you this time because like yeah. we're just two, ar- <laughs> two yeah. artists. Two yeah. um, Just like s- practically like literally suffering for, <laughs> for the art. Like <laughs> yeah, I know. You, you were saying last night that w- you're actually like, it's... You can see how people become homeless because yeah. you've suddenly started like I'm comfortable as well. That, that, like, that's what I was talking about on stage, right? Yeah, I was just yeah. like it's it's scary. I'm scared. I'm not. I'm not scared or ashamed. I'm living out of my car. I'm scared that I, how comfortable I am with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. I my car right now. I have zones and sections. Like the right <laughs> passenger seat is for clean clothes. <laughs> and then the, the the below the driver's seat on the ground is where all my dirty clothes go like i have sec- i have it all organized you know and it's scary when you get into your car and you close the door and you get that same feeling of relaxation that you used to get when you entered your home like i close the door and i'm like oh yeah <laughs> like you know and i just put the seat back turn on the radio kick off my shoes i'm just like open up the sunroof and i'm like i'm at home this is, <laughs> this is it's scary because you're like this is how it starts like now next i'm gonna be like i can live in a cardboard box you yeah, know? yeah. And it just goes as soon as from your there. car breaks down you're like well the next thing is uh yeah 
Yeah. I'll just and you don't call it a cardboard box. Maybe the mentality is yeah. you start thinking, I'll just build a fort. Outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'll build that's that's when the insanity kicks in. Yeah. Your delirium. You're like, no, it's my fort. It's my cardboard fort. And then you just like people are like, Rajan, you need to move out of the fort. And you're like, dude, how much no, you need to move out of the box. box sorry. Right, yeah. And you say, Oi, how many times as a child did you want to build a fort? <laughs> yeah right I told Heaps. You. exactly yeah forts are way more fun than apartments yeah I'm building fort every night yeah right <laughs> I'm winning <laughs> I'm winning yeah I'm totally winning by winning I'm building a fort yeah it probably starts with a tent and then the tent wears down maybe and then you go to fort and then you're just in a shelter because you think you know you're like oh these people are cool this is a huge <laughs> fort who <laughs> <laughs> built this yeah, and then one day you just go over to your friend's house who's doing well. He's like a doctor and he has like a huge like five-bedroom house. And you're like, this is a big-ass fucking fort, man. <laughs> Jesus. I've actually started viewing homeless people differently because I walked past one the other yeah. day in a sleeping bag and I'm like, small fort, buddy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I've seriously, no, seriously, I've walked past, because you know when you're sleeping at random place every night you don't know where you're going to be sometimes. You're just like, like that. I was like, uh, I guess I'm here now, you know, and you start looking at homeless people and, and you like look at the place they've chosen and it makes sense to you now. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh no, I get that because the wind goes this direction and the <laughs> sun is going to rise so it doesn't wake you up. I get it now. Like, <laughs> like I get it. <laughs> like, you know, you're like, why is he sleeping next to the dumpster? But you don't get it, man. Yeah. When you when you really understand what it's like to be out there, there's, there's some uh, method to the madness. And the idea that that guy's possibly loving it. Yeah. He's just like, he's probably getting up and doing a comedy show <laughs> later on. <laughs> That thing is a that's that could very well be a reality. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to keep me, uh, keep me. I could just imagine you with only your laptop dude, roaming I the streets w- and updating your Facebook and Twitter. No, dude, I was no homelessness has totally changed, and I was gonna write something about this, but it's 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 a weird idea. Like I was in Toronto recently. By the mm. way, awesome fucking city. I was Toronto. Uh, it's because vi- you found love. Was that because I found love? I went to Toronto for for love. Uh, I went to go visit my ex. That would make any city good. Yeah, that's true, actually, right? But in Toronto, it's actually it's it's double good. It's double winning. Okay. okay. Uh, but I went to go visit my ex and like work some things out and stuff. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, so I was there, and then we were actually hanging out at a Starbucks, and there's this homeless guy sitting right next to me, totally homeless, dressed homeless, beard. I mean, the whole fucking thing. He looks homeless. Kind of looks out of his mind, right? Mm. Uh, has uh the iPod earplugs in his ear plugged into a laptop oh, wow and he totally was slumped over like snoring like a homeless guy it's like if you just took a homeless guy from the 90s and just and if he was sleeping and unconscious and you just came up to him plugged in these earbuds and you put a laptop there without him even knowing it that's what it looked like <laughs> <laughs> like, like it looked i was like the homelessness is so changed yeah like, he could have checked that out at a library i think you could check out laptops now and like oh it's wow. fucking insane now yeah you can you could be you could be have a facebook page and be homeless well, I saw a girl, a girl downtown, and uh, these guys came up to her really obnoxiously polite, like, "Hey, darling, did you want a bottle of water?" Yeah. And she just she said, "I don't need your water." <laughs> and I was like, "She probably doesn't." Yeah, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> I know Rajan; he doesn't need my water. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? No, like, right? Like when when you're in the positions like that, you're like, no, of course she knows. She, of course she knows. There's a drinking fountain on the corner of Fifth and G. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows that. <laughs> everyone knows the market leaves the hose in behind Ralph's uh, in in uh in the northern part of the downtown. That's where you shower. Everyone knows that. 
<laughs> you know, like you just start learning how to like gain resources. You know, this is like, uh, I don't need your they've... fucking water. Who do you think I am? You think I don't know there's a fucking drinking fountain right there? <laughs> like, uh, they're probably, uh, yeah, they're probably the most resourceful people in the country. I got to say, you know what? If you put them in charge of the economy, like the spending would totally be cut in half. Yeah. <laughs> like seriously. I was, I was listening to NPR today. Not bragging, just saying. I was listening to NPR. What's NPR? Oh, okay. Sorry. I was, that was supposed to be a joke. NPR is oh. like a... No, that's right. NPR is like a national public radio. And it's kind of like... It's very right-leaning and liberal. And it's kind of like intellectual. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's kind of... It can be snooty. It's okay. A, it's a yeah. bit, it can be a bit snooty. Yeah. And so you're kind of going... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of pumped up. Totally. Pumpus. Yeah. And they'll do like... They'll do like uh, these... these um, oh, what do you call them? These like stories where they just like, you know it's like off the bean pat stories you know someone's making a sweater out of like llama fur and selling it to like african kids and somehow that's african, st- african kids and they're st- stimulating the economy in kenya with like llama fur sweaters it's like fucking weird stories like that you know? okay and i was listening to it and there's this they had a similar story not similar but like in that vein there's this guy um he and he started a whole dumpster diving movement because there's a lot of waste they really honestly there's a lot of wasted food in the u.s a lot of people throw a shitload of food mm. and uh just, they just throw it away and so this guy he literally just with his friends would just dive into dumps find really good food and he started this whole movement and now it's like an organization they have a documentary about it and they're trying wow. to they're trying to it's called eat trash mm. and they're all about like you know not wasting food and stuff it's a good thing i guess but it it's just weird right it's yeah, just like, yeah yeah but the, yeah i mean i don't know necessity and i guess he's not wasting food now he's doing something good for the world yeah that's cool yeah um, so who would you say your biggest influences are in the world of comedy? Anybody local? Uh, I don't know. My influences as far as local guys, not really, but I mean like, um, yeah, I think like my, my holy trinity for a while, and it's always changing for a while though, was, was Louis CK, Bill Burr and mm-hmm. Rick Shapiro. Mm-hmm. And Rick Shapiro actually has a comedy club named for him, uh, oh. somewhere in Australia. I don't know where. Oh, really? I think Perth maybe. I don't know. Okay. But, uh really out there guy just fucking way out there yeah yeah you can't even describe him but he's really i think he's brilliant some people think he's crazy but i think he's brilliant yeah and crazy probably yeah but <laughs> in a good way um and then anyways there's bill burr who's more commercially successful and 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 he's very much the angry kind of but he has angry but really smart still yeah it makes you look at things in a new way and then louis ck is kind of they're abstract a bit absurd but uh yeah kind of abstract and just kind of mm. um ridiculous yeah but really yeah. funny too yeah and he's of course really famous now so yeah yeah but those are my three and i've, I've been really getting to kyle canane lately so yeah. yeah yeah what about in terms of like work ethic is there anyone work ethic uh yeah i got you know there's a local i mean local comics yeah i i, I have to say christian spicer man yeah really that guy's a workhorse he's a yeah. beast yeah yeah and i've worked a lot with him and um I remember, like, I would I would be able to keep up with him, but it's fuck, man. That guy just works, yeah, so hard, yeah. And it's just like, when do you sleep? Like, yeah, stop well. achieving. <laughs> You're making me feel like shit. Like, it's just like he just keeps like, yeah. It's like, dude, I when do you sleep? When do you just like? Because comics are notoriously lazy, and I'm not. I'm not a lazy, lazy guy. I get the business aspect. I worked hard. I work hard, and I have a good work ethic. And yeah, there are moments where I'll get into like a weak slump where I'm not being as productive. But I yeah. mean. I think I'm more productive than your average, you know, comic mm. as far as like work work ethic wise. But uh, yep. Christian's insane. He's fucking insane. I don't know how he does it. How does he have 200,000 Twitter followers? I think it's something 350,000 now or something like that. How it? has he managed that? I think he he went to college with someone who was on the ground level at Twitter, I believe. And oh. I could totally be wrong. But uh, 
and then they when they were starting it they reached out to him they're like hey you want there's this new thing and they're just trying to get it going or whatever he's like yeah. sure and then they made him one of the featured guys like so when you write when you went to twitter he was one of the first guys i don't think they have that on twitter now but for a while when you go there was like like hey follow these guys you know yeah and he wow. was on the front page right when it really started taking off wow and so everybody was just like follow 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 you know and so he has a shitload of fucking followers now yeah that's awesome yeah it's good for him yeah yeah it's really lucky yeah yeah do you reckon it helps him out in terms of people coming to see him or do you reckon it's just kind of i think it helps him it's weird because a lot of it you know like twitter and even facebook it's like how many of those people are really following you yeah you know what i mean yeah. so I'm sure the majority of them aren't really following him. But I mean, even if like 1% of that is, it's still a good number. And Yeah, absolutely. He's still on their feeds. And I don't think it's really helping him bring in huge crowds. There might be every now and then a few people come from that. But yeah, but it's a really good way of getting information out, like sketches and online sketches. And hey, check me out here. And mm-hmm. I was in this and I wrote a blog, you know. Yeah. So I think I think that probably helps a lot. Um, now, what I have absolutely no idea about is like the forming of one of your stories or one of your jokes like if i write a song oh like it'll change a certain amount over the first maybe six months of it being around Mm. like i might cut off the last chorus or i'll Mm. change a few words here or there but then once i'm like all right that's it or once someone says that one was amazing or i get a comment about it like four or five times and i'll go okay Mm. that that's the way the song's gonna be and then it never changes right Right. Like what happens behind the scenes for you? Like when you, like how do you even decide that, <clears throat> like, that story of you at the wedding needing to shit? Yeah, yeah. How do you decide? Okay, that's the one I'm going to talk about. And then what do you do to like craft it? How do you place those funny moments? Yeah. And stuff like how do you I, build it? Basically, yeah. That one, it's weird because it's one of two ways. Like one, I'll actually sit down, really write. I'll just randomly write and just randomly come up with an idea and just. Do you actually write the words down? Like. It's weird. I used to. That's mainly how I just work. But now it's not at all. And now it's just I just have an idea and I go up and work it out. But like Mm -hmm. the wedding one and every now and then you just come across some gold that just fucking hits you and it's just good as it is, you know? And and the wedding one was like I I was driving down home with all these friends after the wedding was up in San Francisco. And on the drive home, I told them this story and I was just in a good zone and I fucking told it and they were dying laughing and i remember in my mind i was like remember 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 you know yeah, yeah, yeah like right after i told it it was like a five minute story and in my mind i just started going over it again in my mind and i went over it like three times during the drive yeah and then luckily the next day was uh one of our shows monday night so i worked it out there and then tuesday night i worked it out at two different places and mm. I, it was getting better and better and then wednesday night by wednesday night i think it was pretty much set <clears throat> yeah and that's that's really very fast yeah. and lucky. That doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So most of the working out's actually on a stage. It's not necessarily you in your bedroom or in your car at the moment going, yeah, 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 right. going I should change this or that. And it's just you going up and going, e- try it again, add this bit or whatever. Yeah. And that's how all, I think that's how pretty much all stand up is like you can't, you'd never know until you get up there, but you have it as the more you do it, the more you have an idea and the better you, you get a hold of what your voice is, the, mm-hmm. the more you know, like, oh, that fits for me. I could do that, you know? And, but yeah, I went up, I remember Monday night and I worked it out and I remember there were a couple of tags that didn't work and then I discovered a new tag by just telling it and then Tuesday... What's a tag? A tag is like a, uh, like you're just telling a story and then you add like a little, like we were talking about that skinned cat thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then the a tag would have been like, uh, just whatever, like the, the story, the scene is already set, but then the little detail that you add that gets another <clears throat> laughter. Uh-huh. So, yep. I mean, th- that tag might have been like uh, the skinless cat, you know? Yeah. 
or the the cigar or looking over the skyline. So like little details yeah. that get the extra laughter. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah, I discovered a tag, and then Tuesday I did it three times, and by Wednesday I fucking didn't. Luckily, someone recorded it that night, and I have honestly I haven't really done it since because yeah. it's such a long bit, you know. Yeah. And it's like, you know, for comics or an average set for us is like ten minutes, and so yeah, it's like half my stage time. So I don't know. I mm. just want to work on other stuff, and the audiences see me. Like I said, there's a regular audience at a lot of these shows, so now yep. I can't do it again. I got to come up with new shows. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, I listen to like Mark Maron and yeah, and I've listened to a, a couple of other com- comedian podcasts here and there, but he's the only one I've constantly listened to. Mm-hmm. And they're all like all those sex- successful comedians are talking about their first half hour and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and and all that sort of shit when when they finally take off. Yeah. Do you have? Do you feel like you would have a half hour to go up and do? Right now, I think. Like as far as the material I've written over the past three and a half uh, mm-hmm. years, I I honestly, as far as what I've done and written and performed on stage, I honestly think I have like an hour and a half. However, mm. the what I'd feel comfortable doing <laughs> and what I know like now being in it for this long and I can look back and look at some of that material and be like, that's complete shit, you know? Mm. So like right now, I only feel comfortable honestly doing about, about 25 to 30. Yeah. Like I'd feel comfortable doing 25 to 30. Yeah. And, and 45 or anything like, 30 40 uh 35 or on would be a challenge and i would still want to take it on yeah yeah i'd try to make it happen but i'd feel comfortable with someone said hey can you do this 25 minute spot i'd be like yeah cool yeah you know is have you ever done anything that long yeah yeah i think the longest i've done is like 32 30 oh, wow. something like that yeah, yeah. <clears throat> is that like a headlining show that's the that's definitely a headlining that would be now you're getting into the headlining um range as far as time so yeah the yeah. feature does about 2025 20, yeah. So it goes like openers like 10, 15 and features 2025 20, <coughs> and the headliners like 30 to 45. But Yeah, okay. But I don't think I was headlining that night. I think it was just sometimes it happens where you're just on there and the next guy disappears and they just keep going and mm. there's a lot of crowd work going on or sometimes you just accidentally run the light, you know, yeah. and yeah. so yeah. Um the light is the the light that you get flashed when it's like, you know, it's got telling you like you got yeah, however much time you told them yeah. to light you at. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Um cuz I saw a, a headliner at Lestats like 2 years ago. Man, he, I felt like he was on for like an hour. Yeah. It was just like, and he was um, he was awesome and hilarious. He, uh, he'd been on MTV and shit. And yeah. At the stats, we do give the headliners a full hour. Oh, really? Yeah, we do give them an hour. And then they get to break that hour down with other comics they can bring with them. So sometimes oh, they just okay. take the full fucking hour. Yeah, okay. And those are really like Kyle Kinane came down and did it. And that was one of the, I think that was the best list show I'd ever seen when Kyle Kinane came down and yeah. did a full fucking hour of amazing material. Yeah, okay. But yeah, so he might have done an hour. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> but and would they have anyone before that? Uh, yeah. Then it's it's myself, and then it's Christian. Yeah. And we each do about ten minutes, and then sometimes we'll have a local spot, like another ten minute local guy. Sometimes yeah. we won't. Yeah. And then we have the headliner do a full hour, or the headliner's people. You know, he'll bring down two comics with them from L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. so yeah, they split it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my favorite, me- one of my favorite memories of you is we were in uh, some bar downtown. Yeah. And uh we were talking we were doing a funny role play thing that we just we just kept adding on to. <laughs> and then I I almost think I I almost think I watched you do that thing in your head where you kind of went over it again. Oh, yeah. Cuz you seem to tune out a lot from conversations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People call it rogening. Yeah. Like oh you were just rogening right now. Yeah. Like I totally yeah. I uh, is that often you going back over? I'd say half the time. The other half the time, I'm just an idiot. <laughs> I just daydream or I just get distracted really easily. Or I'm looking at boobs or something. <laughs> um, 
A question that musicians hate is like, what do you sound like? Mm. Uh, or what style of music do you play? Yeah, right. Do you hate the question? Oh, do you hate the statement? You could use that if you want. I don't hate it, but it's kind of <laughs> like, it's kind of like cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when a kid comes up to you and they, they like, it's like when a kid like runs into a room and they give you their shoe. <laughs> and but they're so happy to give you their shoe, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna take it. What are you gonna, what are you gonna do? Slap him in the face with a sandal? You know, like you're gonna fucking take it, and like, oh, thank you for the shoe, and then you fucking, you know, then you take a shit on it later. <laughs> you know. Have you ever used anyone's joke before? No, but there are rare times where someone's like, they'll say, yeah, you could use that, or like, we'll be talking about something, and then they actually say, oh, that's actually kind of funny, and I think about, it, I'm like, oh, or, or it will inspire like a train of thought that leads something to something that I do want to use. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny, because I, I, I know you, you and I have laughed constantly, pretty much every time we've hung out, <laughs> and I, I've always thought, I bet you, like, some people in this situation would be like. You should use what we were just oh, talking yeah. about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's weird because like you and I t- tend to really, we, we connect and like, like that whole skinless cat thing like that. I don't know. I'll try it, but it probably won't work. You know, <laughs> it probably won't work because it's like, you know, there's some people you just have a connection with and yeah, a yeah. wavelength and you just go into the moment. It's just, you had to be there kind of thing. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah it's yeah. just like, and that was, that's when I have the most fun, honestly, is just when you're with the right people and you're just fucking trading blows back and forth, just yeah. laughing, you know? Yeah. And so, <clears throat> and you've yeah. done a live podcast before, haven't you? I guess so. Yeah, I had my own for a little bit, and I, I kind of, it's <laughs> podcast is a lot of work, mm. and um, yeah, man, I don't know. I just, I, I had it, and I just didn't stick with it. So yeah. I had like thirteen episodes or something, and then Christian Spicer, uh, he started his own, and uh, that one's going strong, and that one's been going for a while. Yeah, it because seems he's Christian Spicer. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but it's, uh, it's called Stand Up, Sit Down. You guys should check it out. It's on. Uh, it's uh, at coolpartyguys.com. That's yep. the website, coolpartyguys.com. And I do some stuff there too. A mm. bunch of local SD comics got together and we do a bunch of stuff there. But yeah. But, uh, and you did a live episode. I did a lot stuff. of those. Yeah. And I did a live episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What was the live episode like? Was it hard? Was it weird? Yeah, it was, man. It was weird because you know why it was weird? Because normally on the podcast, we would only have four guys. This is stand up, sit down. I'm talking about. Yep. We would have four guys and Christian would lead it. And then it was very formatted, but still loosely flowing. You know what I mean? Mm. But then it would, uh, on the live one, it's like you have five comics and comics are guys who will, they, we all want attention. You yeah, know, yeah, we yeah. all want the fucking laugh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, when we're in a bedroom doing a podcast, we're not like, we're not fighting for attention because it's just us, you know, mm, but yeah, we're yeah. still trying to be funny or whatever, but in yeah. front of a live audience and you get a little laughter and you, you want to take the next every second. Someone's trying to say something. Yeah. So it's five comics fighting over stage time and time. So there was kind of it was hard to not step on someone else's toes. It was hard to like con- con- finish and complete a thought mm. and take the audience somewhere where you want to take them without someone else cutting in. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, that was difficult. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But it was fun. That though. would be annoying. Yeah. It was pretty. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you did an episode of uh, Comedy on the Porch with me and. I was involved in one or two episodes. Yeah. Or at least sat in for one. And I never even saw them go up. Did they ever no, go No, no, no. Yours went up. You don't remember that? Remember oh, one? Oh, the, the, my story one. Yeah. When yeah, we, yeah, yeah I, that's the one. I that listened was to that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there was one that I sat in on. Oh, that was the one with, I think, Christian Polanco visiting from New York. Yeah. And like, no, the, that didn't go up. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't happy with it. I felt like it was, it, I don't know. It just didn't have... 
those were like one of the really early ones yeah i just didn't like how and i and i meant to and i actually saved i think i even still have and i always meant to like i was like okay i'll put it out later but then i would go back to it and i'd listen to it. i'm like eh, yeah, yeah i think yeah. it could be better and I, i've always wanted to go back to new york and i was like i'll do a better one when i visit christian out there yeah and i had already put yours up anyways yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a really good one yeah i think yours was like the best yeah it was hilarious what's <laughs> <laughs> funny um only because the situation was funny yeah, i, I yeah. wasn't really that funny um Christian used me and used some of my songs in his nice podcast a little while ago. Except he won't listen to this. Um, he probably I, will. <laughs> maybe. I listened to a few of his podcasts and at the end of most of the episodes, he'd be like, music this week was from blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then he would plug the musician. Yeah. Never did that on the episodes that I was the... You never did that episode where you played music on? Yeah. So he's used my song twice. Some of my songs. Did twice. he say, hey, this song's... Wait, no. why did he use your song? What was he using it for then? Uh, like... Like intro and outro intro, stuff. Intro and, and outro, yeah. Oh, so it wasn't like a featured like, hey, this, no, this next no, no. guy's Brony. Oh, okay. yeah. But uh, well, I did that for you, Brony. Thanks, like, buddy. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, every other week it's been like, oh, and the music on this week's episode was blah blah blah. Yeah. And then and so I listened when he because he tweeted that um he'd done he put my music on and I was like, oh cool, I'll go listen. And then I uh, my ego made me fast forward to the end to see <laughs> to see what he would say. Right, 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 right. And he didn't say anything, and I was like, oh. All right. That's weird. Maybe that's he said cool. it somewhere in the middle. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's no. all on your big fat ego now. <laughs> it is. It's true. It's <laughs> no, my fault. No, I understand though. Yeah. Um, so just to wrap up, do you have any like, like one poignant piece of advice you would give to anyone who wants to chase a career in in comedy or just in like in, a career in general, an artistic like career, a, okay. like <laughs> to be a performer, entertainer, uh, a performer, entertainer, uh. I can only really speak from the perspective of comedy, but I'm trying to think like, I mean, I'd imagine for you musicians too, so it's uh, get out there as much as you can and perform mm-hmm. as much as you can, you know, and uh, it's, it is kind of, you got to perform, but you also got to hang out and get to know people. It's a lot about, yeah. you know, knowing people and like this, like you and I, we met because I think we're both fairly social people and we just mm-hmm. cross paths and here I am doing your podcast now and I know you out there if I ever come out there and if you come here yeah once I get a place in LA you're from welcome to crash there I mean <laughs> yeah. that those things help so you really yeah. need to network I guess it's not network sounds douchey but I mean you know just fucking get out there and hang out with people and have a yeah. good time you know and that leads to good things I think so yeah I mean that that's perfect perfect advice really because yeah. without that sort of thing I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing right now no yeah I wouldn't be able to stay in San Diego three times yeah in the last three years yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to pay for hotels and shit yeah exactly yeah yeah it's nice <laughs> thanks man uh, dude thanks for having me it was awesome it was great it's been cool and funny just as I'd <laughs> Liked it. Sweet. All right, man. I'll uh, let, get, let you get back to your car and skinless cat and bloody fur and shit. <laughs> it's Raj and Donnie, everybody. Later, guys. my friend Kelsey Little um it's weird coming out of an interview with a dude and then hearing this lovely voice this lovely female voice pop up um but it's not weird enough to not do it is it no 
Uh, so, yeah, Rajan. That was pretty funny, right? Skinless cats. <laughs> um, my uh, clip is uh, whilst I was getting this little episode of Bronny Bollers prepared, my, my, my clip went up for the new single, You're My Friend, featuring Bushwala. Uh, and it's already up to about 50 views, and that's literally like 20 minutes. So, you know, that's a good start. Please embed it on your pages if you run a blog and all that sort of stuff. Um, you want to support me? That'd be great. If you uh, if you run sort of some sort of music review place, review my single before it's actually officially released. I'm going to release a single with a B-side from the To Get Her Together sessions. Uh, it's called It Should Be Me. It's a, an old song that people may remember. Uh, that we recorded for the album but never actually made the cut but it's still actually one of my favourite recordings it's got this great little uh, um, group vocal thing at the end that makes my eyes water <laughs> um, yeah look I'm going to go now because uh, for some reason I don't have much to say hope you guys enjoyed the episode with Rajan and um, go check him out on the internet internet www.rajandani.com that's r-a-j-a-n-d-h-a-r-n-i dot com and uh check out kelsey little on itunes and also my boy rob d's from a few episodes back his new song um uh, not new song his old song bicycle song the song that i had on on the episode it's starting to uh he's put a new video video up for that on youtube i can't talk today it's crazy um and that's getting a bunch of hits, and you guys should go watch it because it's pretty cool. And also, spare a thought for our boy Kenny Eng, who was also on the show, and he fell down some sort of hill and uh, cracked some ribs and I think punctured a lung or something, and I sound like I'm happy about that, but I'm really not. It's hard when you're on Facebook and you see all these people saying, get well, Kenny, and you're like, what's happened? Something bad happened, and I'm across the ocean. Um, You know, I was really concerned, and then Rob D's filled me in. Um, so yeah, send your thoughts and prayers and, uh, your good vibes, whatever you do to, uh, feel better. Send those to Kenny Yang, please. He deserves them. He's an all around nice guy, right? Um, okay. I managed to, even though I said I had nothing to say, I managed to talk way over the music again. Rajandani.com, Kelsey Little on iTunes, um, Rob D's on YouTube, me on YouTube, Kenny Yang in bed. Um, peace and carrots. I'll see you next time when I can bother you some more.